of The Healing Space. It is such a pleasure to have you here. I'm your host, Erin Lashley. If you don't know who I am, I'm an EFT practitioner. I'm here to help you heal gently and deeply with EFT. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's about showcasing the power of EFT to you. And I'll also, of course, be sharing a few tidbits along the way as well about how to practice and how to really deepen your experience with this amazing tool. So this week on the podcast, I'm inviting the wonderful Cassie Mendoza-Jones into the healing space of me. We had the most incredible session a few weeks ago, and I'm so excited to share it with you. Uh, If you don't know who Cassie is, she is um, a business coach, she's a kinesiologist, an NLP practitioner, she's the author of three beautiful books, and yeah, she's also just a lovely, lovely person, and she shared so openly in this episode, um, in our session together. In this session, you're going to hear that we explore a phobia that Cassie's been experiencing for quite some time, some fears and reservations that she has about moving into a new home. Um, And yeah, I think we just go in a few different interesting directions with it. So as always, you are encouraged um, to tap along if you feel to, if you would like to. You, of course, can just listen to the session as is. But um, the benefits are there if you would like to use the opportunity and the time that you're using to listen to this podcast. You can tap the tapping points as well and maybe say some things out loud and do some a little clearing on yourself as well so if you don't know what the tapping points are have a look at my show notes I've got some instructions in there for you but otherwise if you're ready let's dive into this week's episode here's my session with the wonderful Cassie Mendoza Jones Welcome everyone to The Healing Space. It's such a pleasure to have you back here with me. And today on the podcast, I have Cassie Mendoza-Jones. Cassie, welcome. It's so wonderful to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited. I've been so excited since we booked this in. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little bit about you. So I'm a business coach and kinesiologist and an author. Um, I've got two beautiful little kitties, one of whom is still asleep, hopefully for a little bit. Um, And I live in Sydney with my hubby and our family. And yeah, I've been in my business for since 2011. I started as a naturopath and nutritionist. So there's been a few iterations and and lots of like changes and shifts. So my work right now is kinesiology, business coaching, and I love, I love it. I love my work. Yes, and you're very good yeah. at what you do. Full disclosure, I'm, on, I'm in Cassie's mastermind and it's a wonderful experience. Um, and what would, you, what would you like to move through today in our session? So I have a slightly, I want to say funny, but I feel like that undermines how it actually impacts me every day. But <laughs> I have this thing where I get really scared when I go to sleep that I'm going to wake up in the night with gastro mm-hmm. or that one of my kids will. And it mm-hmm. started so... Um, a couple years ago there's like three incidences that like all come to get play together three yeah about three years ago when my daughter was about eight months um, my husband Nick went away to Melbourne for work and I woke up that night that he was gone and I was sick and then like I remember sitting there thinking, I cannot believe this is happening. Like the one night that my husband's away in Melbourne and I've got a baby, first child, like she'd, we'd never really been sick. And then I was literally sitting up in bed watching her and she then was sick. And I called my mom at like, by then it must've been like one or two. And I was crying and I was like, mom, can you come and help? My mom came and like sat in the bed with us while we slept. So I, so I bring that up because that's the first time it happened like in recent memory or like the, yeah, the first kind of iteration of getting gastro, but I actually felt safe. Then earlier this year, Nick was away again for my brother-in-law's box and um, my daughter again woke up in the middle of the, well, woke up at like midnight screaming and my son was only he was eight months at the time too, and we bed share. So he, I was in bed with him and my daughter was in her bed. And I ran into her room and I thought she just had a nightmare or something and she was like covered in, we'd, she'd had raspberries after dinner, so the vomit was pink. So there was pink vomit everywhere, all over her, like the bed, mattress, everything. And she'd never vomited in her recent memory, so she was really stressed out. Anyway, long story, 
like cleaned her up, cleaned the bed up. And then I sat there, she fell asleep again. And I sat there like actually shaking. I think I was A, a little bit cold, B, just like a little bit, well, very stressed. And then I remember thinking like, what, am I going to be sick now? Is Jesse, like, is my son going to be sick? What do I do if everyone's sick at the same time? I can't believe this is happening again when Nick's away. Um, and, and then I also had this fear that like, if I need, if Asha needs me right now, my daughter, but then Jesse's, we're bed sharing. I can't leave him crying because he's, he could actually roll out the bed. It's all safe. Like, don't at me anyone. <laughs> it's all safe. And like all of that, but there was this fear of like, what if everyone needs me at once? Um, and I'm not supported and I don't have help. And what if I'm sick? And then I'm trying to look after both kids with gastro. Mm. Anyway, she fell asleep. Asha, she slept the whole night. I ended up going back to bed. Jesse was fine. I calmed myself down, actually doing some like very basic, like tapping and then some ESL, like a kinesiology balance to just like calm my nervous system. And it was fine. And then I'd like, Nick probably woke up to like 10,000 messages. But what it means is that like, even though that was months ago, if someone in my circle is like, oh, so-and-so has gastro, I actually get scared that we, if we've been near them, I like trace our movements. Like, did we see each other? And it's so super contagious. And also um, it moves quickly. Like you get it quickly, but then also it can take time to work its way through a whole family. Like mm-hmm. so the, the, this time when Asha got it, um, Nick ended up getting – or Nick – can't remember the order but like someone else I think Nick actually had been sick earlier in the week but we didn't think it was gastro then the next Thursday I got it so it moved through everyone slowly anyway I go to bed and if in the night I get any like twinge of normal digestive function I have to like talk my brain off the ledge of I'm not about to get gastro it's okay and I literally will say to myself there's a few things I say right now I'm okay right now in this moment no one is sick like I have to come back to like the app just like this second. Nick gave me a really, really good thing to say. He's like, just remind yourself that most nights of your life you have not woken up in the middle of the night with vomiting. And I'm like, true, <laughs> true story. So I'll say to myself, you are like most nights of my life, I have not been sick. To take this back to like where I, where I think a part of the fear of like being sick at night alone, that thing it comes from. Um, mm-hmm. Years ago, we were on holiday. My family is South African and we used to, to go to, um, this beautiful like beach town called Plet every year and so I remember being in Plet and um, I woke up it probably was not late I was probably 12 or 13 so what what was like 10 or 10 30 probably felt so late to me but I woke up and I remember just like putting my hands through my hair and I felt this little lump and I for some reason told myself like fully panicked myself that I had like a tumor on my head like I don't know I just went to like the I don't usually do that but I got so stressed and I remember thinking no one is awake and no one can help me work out what this is until the morning and then like by some miracle my mum was walking past the hallway then like I said it probably was not that late she was probably just like going to bed and I called her in and I was like mum what's on my head and she looked and she's like oh just is like a little I think it was like an ingrown hair or like a little pimple, like it wasn't a big deal. And she, I don't, this is my memory. I don't know if this is actually happened, but in my memory, she was like a bit annoyed that I was so stressed about it. Mm-hmm. And anyway, then it, she, I don't know even what happened. Maybe she, like she just said, it's totally fine. You don't need a doctor. But I've got that in my memory of like being awake at night, wondering, thinking I'm not going to have help till the morning. Mm-hmm. And then this thing of like my kids being sick in the night, me getting scared of being sick. Also, I just hate vomiting. Like, not that anyone likes vomiting, but (laughs) yeah. Okay. (laughs) So tell me, even just talking about all of that, is there Mm. any emotion coming up around it? Um, Like, I feel like all a bit heady, like my head's getting hot. But also that happens when I start clearing stuff. I even started Mm -hmm. to get a hot head before our session because I knew that I'd be clearing stuff. Okay. So... As I speak, the word that comes to me, which is so weird, is excited. But I don't think it's like <laughs> a good thing. It's just like overactive. It's that energy of like, yeah, um, yeah, like this feeling of like anticipation of like mm-hmm. something coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you are in that, so say you you know you go to bed at night and mm-hmm. you are settling into sleep, or if you wake up in the middle of the night. 
what's that stress feeling like how does that manifest in your body so I think what happens is I think even now I've like it's almost like I've trained myself to to take my awareness straight to my stomach Mm -hmm. to like how I'm feeling in my stomach Mm -hmm. and I I think I've become like a bit hyper aware of any sensation in my digestive system Mm -hmm. and also I'm super aware of my body like I can tell you the moment I ovulate because I feel which ovary is ovulating like I can Mm -hmm. feel myself not just that I get a bit bloated and it's like hard to sit down for a minute but I'm very tuned into my body so sometimes I think that can work not against me but like Mm -hmm. I have to turn down the turn down the awareness of Mm -hmm. sensation um but and so when you and so when you say you feel a bit of a tummy twinge or you're mm -hmm. starting to feel a bit icky or something in the belly what's the emotion that immediately comes up when that happens it's like fear and does the fear come up anywhere in the body yeah like up in my throat okay and can you tune into that fear now yep and how strong is that fear out of 10 um like a seven Okay. And is it in the throat now as we're talking yeah. about it? Yeah. And what does it feel like? Like I keep burping. Okay. <laughs> like little micro burps. <laughs> yep. Okay. Let's just start tapping. Okay. I feel like we've just gone into a lot of the story around it and I yeah. want to bring it back to the body and yeah. clear it. So what we're going to do is start with just a simple setup statement. So going to the side of the hand, okay. tapping on the karate chop point, just taking a few gentle breaths in here. And another breath, deep breath in. And letting go. Even though I feel all this fear. Even though I feel all this fear. About getting sick in the middle of the night. About getting sick in the middle of the night. It's happened before. It's happened before. I feel this in my throat. I feel this in my throat. I'm acknowledging this now. I'm acknowledging this now. And I love and accept myself anyway. And I love and accept myself anyway. Even though I have all this fear. Even though I have all this fear. Anytime I get a little twinge. Anytime I get a little twinge. I'm so worried about getting sick. I'm so worried about getting sick. And I'm worried about everyone else getting sick. And I'm worried about everyone else getting sick. But I love and accept myself anyway. But I love and accept myself anyway. Even though I get really scared. Even though I get really scared. That everyone's going to get sick in the middle of the night. That everyone's going to get sick in the middle of the night. I feel this fear every night. I feel this fear every night. I'm feeling it in my throat now. I'm feeling it in my throat now. But maybe I can begin to let this go. But maybe I can begin to let this go. Good. Moving to the first point at the top of the head. Just taking a deep breath in. And letting go all this fear, all this fear, eyebrow point. I'm feeling this fear. I'm feeling this fear. Side of the eye. This fear always comes up. This fear always comes up under the nose. This fear about getting sick. This fear about getting sick under the mouth about having to handle it by myself, about having to handle it by myself. Collarbone point. What if no one can help me? What if no one can help me? I'm feeling all this fear. I'm feeling all this fear. Under the arm. What if everyone needs me at once? What if everyone needs me at once? Onto the ribs. This fear I feel in my throat. This fear I feel in my throat. Acknowledging this fear. Acknowledging this fear. It's safe for me to feel this fear now. It's safe for me to feel this fear now. Good. Just keep tapping and take another really deep breath in. And let go of the big sigh. Good. Gently stop tapping, just checking in after the first round. Is the fear still there? So it's so interesting. I felt like as soon as we started, I felt it like whoosh out. But then when we started on the ribs, it's like it came back. (laughs) (laughs) But like it went, yeah, it went to like a two or a three and I like saw and felt it like whoosh down and out. Yes. Yeah. What does it feel like now? Um, like now it's like a five or a six and I could even feel like when it came back, 
I, I, I opened my eyes and I looked at you and I took like a new breath when we started on the ribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why do you think it came back? Like, was there a thought there? Was there something that took you a little so deeper into it? So the thought was actually like, um, so round, obviously not rounded, but so rounded. I'm like, oh, there's a kinesiology balance near the ribs that I haven't used in ages. And that would be so good to work to clear this too. Cause it's like <laughs> lung stuff. Um, is it liver? Oh my God, I just had a blank lung or liver, whatever, but it's like clearing and releasing the point mm-hmm. that would be. And it, I used to do it a lot in kinesiology, like, um, college and it's very tender. And that's the thought that came to me. Oh, there's a lung balance. There's a, it must be lung cause I just said lung, but there's a lung balance there that I haven't used in ages. Okay. How's the feeling in the throat? Um, so it just it just shifted again a little bit. It's definitely like clearer and lighter. Okay. Yeah. And as we were doing that whole sequence, did you have any thoughts jumping into your head um, about getting when, sick or when when we tapped on um, doing this alone? The thought that came is you're not actually alone. Mm-hmm. So I think the alone comes from. A, obviously a bit of COVID trauma from everyone, like everyone has that, and B, as in like everyone you, everyone knows what I mean. And B, the thing of like when you have sick kids, um, all your plans kind of go out the window. So like if you had a day, if you had all these things planned and then someone has gastro, not only like does your kid not get to do what they were going to do, but there's this fear of like, oh, can I still do what I was going to do or am I, gonna, am I contagious? Am I going to make other people sick? So it's this thing of like, feeling isolated and not being able to like even go to a playground or um, Mm. do all the things that you were going to do, let alone work and preschool and daycare. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the alone part. And also just in, in reality, the two time, two of the time, yeah, the two times we've had gastro, Nick's been away. Mm -hmm. Um, Although my mom came the one time and then the other time I obviously felt like I could manage because I didn't call anyone. Like I could have called my mom. But um, I didn't. So I, I think. That, Why don't you think you called her? I think that I felt a bit more like, I want to say like more seasoned pro with dealing with gastro. Like I kind of know you kind of vomit once or twice and then you feel crappy for like 12 to 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but because Ashley had vomited, I kind of knew she'd be okay. And then I thought, if I vomit, I'll manage. And if Jesse vomits, he's little and it's more manageable. Like, mm-hmm. So I think I felt like I could cope. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I'm managing. I can manage this. And then as the evening went on, did you feel like you managed it well? Um, yes. The, the most fear was right after she was sick. Well, obviously, okay. obviously when it happened. But then uh, when she was kind of falling asleep and then I was like, where do I go? I, was, I didn't know if I should stay with her or go to Jesse. And that was also that I think that was the fear of the aloneness of like, I wish that Nick was here because then we'd each have a child to care mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Whereas right now I'm caring for both. Everyone's sleeping right now. So that's also when I think I started to say, in this moment, everyone's fine. In this moment, everyone's fine. Oh, look, in this moment, everyone's fine. And I said that for like probably 10 minutes mm-hmm. and calmed myself down. Yeah. Yeah. Is there still a charge around being alone and managing it alone? Um. I want to say no. Like you I want to say no or like, is it a no? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I think intellectually my brain might be like, yes, but I don't feel that in my body. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And is the fear still a five or six? Um, it's three to four. Okay. Let's just do a bit more tapping on the fear. Okay. I think even as I said it. that, some of the fear has shifted away from the night and it's more like, that thing of everything change like all your plans because in the night I'm also then thinking like okay so so and so can't go to daycare so like planning the day yeah the next day yeah okay cool. um and you know there's like if you're sick like pre-kids if I got gastro it's kind of just fine it's obviously shit but you cancel everything sorry can I swear on your podcast okay, I guess so I <laughs> <laughs> you cancel everything and then like it's a bit easier to just like lie in bed all day and feel yucky Mm -hmm. but then there's also this thing of oh my god am I going to be sick or who's going to get sick next and then you're sick looking after sick kids which is horrendous and then there's that thing of no one can come because no one else wants to get sick what's the fear of that is it still fear it's almost like an it's like frustration like I get you don't Mm -hmm. want to get gastro but can't someone come and help us (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and is it frustration around plans going out the window as well 
plants going out the window. I don't know if that's frustration. I think that feels like disappointment, like that feeling of like, oh, my, you know, when you're plant, like you're looking forward to stuff and then it just gets kind of ripped away, even though it's yes. brief, you know, everyone's going to be fine in a couple of days, but it's still that feeling. And obviously then if people, if kids are sick and no one, like, you know, a nanny won't come if you, if your kids have gastro and like grandparents mm-hmm. don't even really want to come if your kids got gastro. And then it's that thing of, okay, I'm, yeah, it's like the, that's, it's like an aloneness almost. What feels stronger, the frustration or the disappointment slash aloneness? Aloneness. What's that sense out of 10? Um, like a 10. Mm. Mm. Where's that coming up in the body? It feels like it's here. Your head? Like head, yeah. Like, and what does Sorry, it feel I'm like, like in the head? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does it feel like? Like a pressure or just a general? It's like, um, it's not a pressure. It's almost like, it's almost like as if I put on a helmet, that's where it, mm-hmm. it's sitting. And I can't, okay. I won't even say it's pressure. It's just like, I sense it, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of moving. It's not static. Okay. All right. Let's just, um, we'll go to back to the top of the head and just taking okay. a deep breath in. And letting go. This feeling in my head. This feeling in my head. Eyebrow point. When all the plans go out the window. When all the plans go out the window. Side of the eye. When everyone's afraid to come see you. When everyone's afraid to come see you. Under the eye. When you've had gastro. When you've had gastro. Under the nose. This feeling of being alone. This feeling of being alone. Under the mouth. Feels really strong. Feels really strong collarbone point feeling it in my head feeling it in my head and around my head and around my head feels like I'm wearing a helmet feels like I'm wearing a helmet this alone feeling this alone feeling under the arm feeling alone feeling alone onto the ribs feeling alone feeling alone good going back to the top of the head no one wants to come see you no one wants to come see you Eyebrow point, I have to cancel my plans. I have to cancel my plans. Side of the eye, it feels like I'm wearing a helmet. It feels like I'm wearing a helmet. Under the eye, this feeling around my head. This feeling around my head. Under the nose, this aloneness. This aloneness. Under the mouth, sometimes it's disappointing. Sometimes it's disappointing. Collarbone point, sometimes it's really frustrating. Sometimes it's really frustrating. But I'm acknowledging all of these emotions now. But I'm acknowledging all of these emotions now. Maybe this is what has been underlying the fear. Maybe this is what's been underlying the fear. All of this fear. All of this fear. Aloneness. Aloneness. Under the arm. What if everyone needs me at once? What if everyone needs me at once? Onto the ribs. What if no one can help me? What if no one can help me? Top of the head, sometimes I get scared. Sometimes I get scared. Eyebrow point, feeling alone. Feeling alone. Side of the eye, I have to do it on my own. I have to do it on my own. Under the eye, all this fear I've been feeling. All this fear I've been feeling. Under the nose, this disappointment. This disappointment. Under the mouth, all of this aloneness. All of this aloneness. Collarbone point. This feeling around my head. This feeling around my head. Does it still feel like it's around your head? No, I literally just saw it like tie itself in a bow like, <laughs> and then like whoosh away. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is anything coming up in the body now? Um, every time we said the word aloneness, something shifted through my throat. Mm-hmm. And when we said, um, I have to do this alone or I have to do this by myself, whatever it was, um, I got like the thought came in of like, and I'd be totally fine. Like, I can manage. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Moving to under the arm. I can manage. I can manage. Onto the ribs. Maybe I'm totally fine. Maybe I'm totally fine. Deep breath in. Release. Let it go. Good. Gently stop tapping. Just feeling into that feeling of aloneness again. What is it out of 10? Like a two. And... Feeling into the fear that was still kind of there. It was like a three or four, I think, last time we checked in. Is that 
present. It's like a, like it's like a one, but it's not even a full one. Okay, <laughs> point a point yeah. seven five. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and anything else popping up? Like, is there anything that's taken its place, or is it feeling clear? It feels really good. It's funny because on my right side, under my rib, like where I was telling you. I used to do a balance when I took a deep breath in at one stage, I felt something there, which Mm -hmm. was just really interesting. It wasn't there when we started, Mm -hmm. Um, not in a bad way, just like there was something there that maybe, I don't know, is moving as well, like was brought up. And then, because as I was telling you about the balance, I was rubbing it. Yeah. 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 So just interesting that there was like something else came through. And it's shifted out now, that sensation. Like if I take a super bit. deep breath, it's there, but it's like already moved from where it was. Okay. Yeah. Any other thoughts popping in around this? Um, no, it's all, my brain's already moved to the next thing that we talked about clearing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Before we let you go there, I just want you to check back in. So I want you to like close down your eyes. Imagine that you're going to bed tonight. Maybe you've had like something heavy for dinner. And you start to feel a digestive twinge or the kids are looking a bit green or something. (laughs) Something feels a bit off. What's coming up? Is there anything there or how are you feeling? So there's still actually a fear when you say that of like if I get a twinge. So now it's not even like for me if I actually was to get sick. It's just that thing of like – and I still wake up every night because my son still wakes um, during the night. So it's not like I'm – yeah, so that is that what you just said of like if I wake and I feel a twinge, there's still fear at the twinge, not necessarily fear at like actually being sick or everyone getting sick. What's the fear out of ten? Like an eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost like not even a fear of being sick. It's just a fear of like it's just an annoyance. It's like oh, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to have to think this. I don't want to have to think myself out of this. I don't want to feel the sensation. Like I don't. Why do I have to feel every? piece of food digesting itself (laughs) like I have enough to think about every day do I also have to think about my stomach digesting its food (laughs) it does sound like a burden it's meant to be an involuntary process I don't want to know about it so what's the fear slash annoyance out of 10 it's still a nine eight or nine and where is it in the body I want to say it's like my hips like the front of my hips of hips and what does it feel like um it's like a bit swirly it's not like deep or like it's embedded you know it's just like a presence cool we're going to just do one setup statement so going to the side of the hand deep breath in and letting it go i'm feeling this fear i'm feeling this fear all of this annoyance all of this annoyance Every time I get a twinge. Every time I get a twinge. I have enough to think about. I have enough to think about. I'm acknowledging this now. I'm acknowledging this now. I love and accept myself anyway. I love and accept myself anyway. Good. Top of the head. All of this fear. All of this fear. Eyebrow point. Feeling really annoyed. Feeling really annoyed. Side of the eye. This fear when I get a twinge. This fear when I get a twinge. Under the eye, this fear when I get a twinge. This fear when I get a twinge. Under the nose, I don't want to be as conscious of it. I don't want to be as conscious of it. Under the mouth, I don't want to think my way out of this. I don't want to think my way out of this. Collarbone point, this fear that comes up. This fear that comes up. Every time I get a twinge. Every time I get a twinge. I have enough to think about. I have enough to think about. All of this fear. All of this fear. Under the arm, it's a bit annoying. It's a bit annoying. Onto the ribs, whenever I get a twinge. Whenever I get a twinge. My mind goes into overdrive. My mind goes into overdrive. I'm releasing this fear now. I'm releasing this fear now. Good, just gently stopping, just a quick check-in. So I I got so tired during that, like from when we started talking, I just wanted to start yawning. And then then I I did yawn a few times and then my eyes got really watery, probably just because I was yawning with my eyes closed anyway I also know the yawning is always a re- like a big release and mm-hmm. like a nervous system like calming mm-hmm. um but yeah that was so and I've just had a nap so I'm definitely not tired <laughs> yeah. like multiple times I, was, I got really tired during that 
just that now and then. What's the fear out of 10? Like a, um, like a one. What's the annoyance out of 10? Like a two. Okay. So picture yourself going to bed or waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Getting that twinge. Is there anything coming up around it still? Um, I say to myself, I say to myself like a little bit, a little bit condescendingly, not in a meme, but like, oh, you're okay. <laughs> like, you're fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And is that sensation in the hips there still? Um, only like that two, like two, two like as in that's gone down to a two as well. If that was more. Okay. Let's just do one round. See, it's like I'm still yawning from it. Yeah. Mm. Let's just do one more round on this and just see okay. where it lands. Okay. So going back to the top of the head, this remaining annoyance. This remaining annoyance. Eyebrow point every time I get a twinge. Every time I get a twinge. Side of the eye. This feeling in the front of my hips. This feeling in the front of my hips. Under the eye, I'm feeling really tired. I'm feeling really tired. Under the nose, I'm releasing this attachment. I'm releasing this attachment. Collarbone point, this attachment to having the twinge. This oh, attachment. Sorry, under the, under the mouth, sorry. <laughs> I interrupted you. <laughs> um, what did you say? This attachment to what? Having the twinge. Having the twinge. Collarbone point. I'm shifting this remaining annoyance. I'm shifting this remaining annoyance. This remaining fear. This remaining fear. I'm allowing it to let go now. And allowing it to let go now. And what do you just answer this question for me? When you wake up in the middle of the night and you feel that twinge, what do you want to happen or how do you want to feel? Mm. I'd like to to like not re- react to it and just allow like normalize the feeling and then not have to like talk myself kind of like what I said before like out of it. So just like, oh, there's a sensation in my stomach and then kind of just go back to sleep Mm -hmm. how would that feel if that was happening if it was normal yeah I think I'd I think I'd stop even thinking about it like it would just become like oh like my hair like oh my hair's on my left shoulder I'll just flick it back like it just wouldn't be a problem Mm -hmm. good under the arm maybe it's not a problem maybe it's not a problem onto the ribs I'm releasing this remaining annoyance I'm releasing this remaining annoyance. Top of the head. Maybe it's not a problem. Maybe it's not a problem. Eyebrow point. When I get these little twinges. When I get these little twinges. Side of the eye. It's not a problem for me. It's not a problem for me. Under the eye. I'm releasing this old pattern now. I'm releasing this old pattern now. Under the nose. I'm shifting it out of my system. I'm shifting it out of my system. Under the mouth. This isn't going to happen anymore. This isn't going to happen anymore collarbone point these little twinges are just normal these little twinges are just normal i'm accepting that now i'm accepting that now it's normal it's normal i'm releasing any remaining fear i'm releasing any remaining fear under the arm i'm going to roll over and go back to sleep i'm going to roll over and go back to sleep it's just normal it's just normal onto the ribs letting go of any remaining fear letting go of any remaining fear any remaining attachment any remaining attachment it's just normal it's just normal deep breath in letting it go good give yourself a little shake move whatever you like (laughs) how's that feel good yeah and then as we were talking something like moved again in my it under my on my right under my rib like it went more into the center of my body Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah no I feel like really calm and I didn't get the tiredness and the yawning so like I think whatever that had like finished shifting um Mm -hmm. and yeah just like that visual of just like going back to sleep Mm -hmm. yeah so tune in now imagine yourself that you've just woken up in the middle of the night and you've got a little twinge or something feels a bit funny, what's coming up around it? Um, I feel just like so neutral about it. Good. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So the real twist test will obviously come this Tonight. week. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> so see how you go. Okay. But, you know, if it does, like if you 
say you wake up in the middle of the night and you mm. feel a bit of a flare and you feel the anxiety, mm. I would just do a quick tapping sequence in the moment okay. and just bring, maybe even say that it's just normal, I'm feeling neutral, mm. this is okay, like kind of supercharge those affirmations or those things that you've been saying to yourself yeah. with the tapping to kind of weave them back in. Okay. Because it's, it's always most effective when it's happening. Okay. You know, like you've done a big clear around it and it might yeah. not, you might go to bed tonight and nothing yeah. will never come up again. Yeah. But if it does, it's just like a tiny little thread that's there to like pluck out, you know? Okay. Perfect. Cool. Thanks. Do, do you want to move on to your other topic? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so we're moving into, we're renovating an apartment taking a lot longer than we thought and there's been like lots of stuff to just problem solve every week which is like could be a whole other session anyway um I have like a little bit of anticipatory stuff around moving in um Mm -hmm. Nick and I have been living together since 2010 and we've had there's always been something where we've in every place that we've lived at at in Mm -hmm. so like our first place we moved in and we were on the top floor of an apartment building and we realized that the, the lift, every single time it moved up or down or stopped, you heard it like massively in our apartment and it was mm-hmm. very stressful and like super awful. Um, it was, we like, we, it was a family apartment. So like we couldn't just, we, yeah, we couldn't just like, we probably could have, but we didn't just leave immediately. Like we invested a lot to be in there. Mm-hmm. So we lived there for like eight months, I think, eight or nine months. Um, then we moved into another place and the walls were like paper thin. And so literally like you could hear, I could hear my neighbor like going to the bathroom upstairs. <laughs> I could tell you when they showered, you could hear like if they dropped their remote, I'm like, it's over there. Like you could hear everything. <laughs> and, um, but again, we'd invested, like we didn't know that when we bought and renovated. So we didn't realize until we were in and then we were very in and again, just like committed to being there. Um, and we've had lots of stuff. So there's been noise has been a massive problem and, then neighbors like just aches you can hear you could, in that apartment specifically you could just hear everything um and then also just like like not very nice humans in lots of ways like lots of lovely lovely humans some of whom we still speak to um there was one beautiful couple who like we became really good friends with who were next door so I try I, there's lots of good too but mm. also like quite, yeah just like aggressive neighbors and like yeah, just a lot of stuff with neighbours. So anyway, then our last place that we were in before this one, um, when we moved, the night we moved in, it was a rental. And the night we moved in, I was like, can you smell cigarette smoke? And then it kind of went away and then it came back and we realised that the woman downstairs, it was an apartment block of four, so two on the top, two on the bottom. The woman downstairs, you, she pretty much smokes like packs a day and because it's an old building and double brick, it would go through her vent into like the brick in the middle, like the space in the middle and then come up into our vents. Um, and I'm asthmatic. I was pregnant at the time. It was ter- it was awful to breathe in someone else's disgusting mm-hmm. cigarette smoke. And so literally Nick spent like that night and then like hours after that, like patching up the vents in the walls in every single room first with just like um glad wrap and duct tape and then proper like backfiller stuff um Mm. but often it would still somehow just like make its way into our room and like some days I I would go into my daughter's room and she would have been napping and like the room was filled with smoke and so we ended up and this woman was like in her 70s did not give many f's um sometimes she'd stop and then her son, who was like in his thirties, going through a divorce, would be living in the back room, and like he never stopped. He always was smoking. So anyway, it was just gross, and the um, realtors like couldn't do much, wouldn't do much. And then our neighbor next door used to have parties to like three a.m. sometimes, and like door slamming, and you could hear their doof doof through the walls, even though it was proper brick. So moving into our new apartment, I have nerves and thoughts about it <laughs> <laughs> because. It's an older building. When we were looking to buy, there were two things I didn't want. I wanted, I didn't want to be like high. I wanted like a ground floor. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want a big building. And that's what we, like this apartment has everything else that we wanted, but it is on the sixth floor. And it is in a bigger building than like four apartments. So I have a thing about like, 
just if the, if the, it's all this thick stuff that you just don't know until you know like who are our neighbors there are more of them than before um it is a semi like a slightly old lift so there's like some stress around that mm-hmm. and then like how this, this stress is not my problem at all, but like the removalists, I'm just like, they're going to have to get stuff to the sixth floor and the lift won't fit everything and they're going to get mm-hmm. tired. And what if they like, and that, this is not my job. Like they're removalists, that's their mm-hmm. job. I just need to like let that, give that up to them. Um, yeah, so it's just like people. And then also our toddler loves to sing Elsa, like the Frozen music very loudly. And if mm-hmm. I ask her to be quiet, she gets louder. And sometimes they like, I have to say, but Elsa doesn't sing that loud. She's like, Elsa sings really loudly. And like, if you ever watch Frozen, you can see Elsa like really belting it. So then yeah. I'm like, people are going to think we are the noisy family because <laughs> Ashley will love to sing. Um, and then underneath all that, I'm like, you're moving into a beautiful apartment that you've renovated from scratch. Everything will be fine. You can manage anyone who's like, is anything. Um, like there might be beautiful friends in that in building that you make for life. Mm-hmm. just try to not zoom ahead too much so tell me because I feel like you've just listed a lot of different things yeah does anything feel dominant or is it just this over overarching it's like the main that's... thing is like noise and people it's okay. like you know when you go to like Westfield or Coles or Woolies and it's really busy and you leave and you're like oh there's just too many people mm-hmm. I'm kind of worried that I'm going to get that feeling in my own building yeah, And then I have to – and also I know that as soon as I'm in the doors, I'll feel safe and it will be our sanctuary and it will be our home. Yeah. And also all, a lot of the people who we've ha- had problems with have been like, not to sound mean, but like older people who don't mm-hmm. have that many things to do sometimes and like to just – Metal. Yeah. So when you think about there being – too many people, lots of yeah. noise, lots of things that you can't factor for at the moment. Yeah. What is the overarching emotion around that? It's like an avoidance. It's like I kind of want to walk in. I don't want to like get to sound so mean. I don't want to get to know people in the building. I just want to like put my head down, get in the lift, go up to my home and just like go into my home. What's driving the desire to avoid it? Um, it's almost like once you... I just want to like, how do I explain it? It's like I just want us to like stay, um, keep to ourselves. And why Why is that? Like what's underneath that feeling of avoiding it? And so what just came to me, which I've not thought about in so many years, but when I was 20, I lived in Toronto when I was studying makeup and I lived in a really big building, um, hilariously attached to like what is a Westfield. <laughs> and there was this, elderly like elderly couple who lived on my floor a few apartments down and the woman was in hindsight like so manipulative but she was also really kind and old but she she came and knocked on our door me and my flatmate and because we were at the makeup school and she was like the girls who used to live here used to come and wash my hair for me every week and they would do this for me and that for me and like she really kind of manipulated us into like making us think that we had we we now had to take these girls mm-hmm. place and she so like she used to come over and sometimes she would got to the point where sometimes she would knock on our door and my roommate and I would like turn the tv off or like turn the lights off and pretend we weren't home because she was so mm-hmm. hectic and I was like I don't want to wash your hair I don't mm-hmm. like and then she took a real liking to my flatmate and like gave her this $1,500 fur coat and she told me that I was too fat for it she's like I'm gonna give it to so-and-so I was like thanks Anyway, she's like, you're too big. You're too, like, she like, and like made her hands. So I think that that just came to me of like, God, if I had just like not made friends with her in the first place, I wouldn't have had to like wash her hair or, and not like sometimes there were kind things like we pick up groceries for them, which I get, but mm-hmm. it was also like this manipulative, she was a bit manipulative. I look back, mm-hmm. that's what I see. And so why do you think that's come up? Like what's the tie? Because I used to like race past her door so that she wouldn't like, open because sometimes I'd walk past and she'd open the door and I'm like were you standing there waiting for <laughs> someone for me to walk past um, and it's like almost this thing of like just get into your home like just get into your apartment when you tune into this feeling of wanting to avoid the neighbors and go into your bubble and not talk to them what comes up in the body um the thing that comes up the thing is like can't be bothered and 
is it in it is that feeling of can't be bothered is it anywhere in the body Um, like a sensation yeah it's like under like top like upper ribs Mm-hmm. like under bra strap area mm-hmm. what does it feel like ribs because that's just ribs <laughs> that's like lower ribs yeah lower upper ribs. ribs is up here yeah. <laughs> um i know anatomy no um it is what does it feel like it feels like rubber bandish like it feels like it could get tighter and then looser and then tighter and then looser. okay Let's start here and just see what comes up because I feel like I feel like there is an emotion here, but it's like you don't want to go into yeah. it. Yeah. You're really oh, like I I've asked you three times. <laughs> what did you say? Okay. I've asked you three times and you haven't answered. <laughs> I think what it is, and I feel like a bit embarrassed to say it because this is where I'm like, this is you're so priv- like there's so much privilege and I'll just say it. I feel a bit like um there's a bit of shame that it's an apartment and not a house because I'm like if it was a house I'd still have neighbors but they'd be on like different sides and I could just like just close my door and not not worry about them Mm -hmm. um but like we worked so hard to get to this apartment it's and it's in Sydney isn't it hey it's in Sydney it's a three-bedroom apartment in Bondi with three bathrooms and there's a pool and a garage and a garden and yeah. ocean views and city views and when I say that I'm like part of, so it's kind of what I said side note listeners on before the call I was like Erin I'm gonna sound like so privileged and then so like <laughs> like I'm sh- like not sound so privileged but like I'm complaining about something that, yeah anyway and then we spoke that through but um I know when I say it to myself I even like can hear when I shame myself for saying it Mm -hmm. but also yeah we worked so hard and there were lots of conversations of like we could buy a house further out but then we're not close to family and the schools Mm -hmm. that we want so like all of this is our choice in lots of ways obviously the property market is not our choice but like We've done, and my mum and my sister, my sister's an interior um, architect, my mum is an interior designer, and my sister has done the whole place for us, like with, mm-hmm. like, so it's been a really fun, also frustrating, not her, but like just building, like building is frustrating mm-hmm. sometimes in renovations, but like there's so much good there, and I think that the, some of the shame around it not being a house, like is detracting from the joy of the process. Mm-hmm. And then it is totally, it's like that's what the emotion is that I obviously, it's like didn't, realize I wasn't saying because it's um like it's just I almost feel like I need to yeah once that gets shifted more there'll be more of a pride of walking into the building and not like wanting to hide away what's the shame out of 10 like pretty like I want to say 11 but 11 (laughs) that's off the scale (laughs) once once in year six I did a book report and I got an 11 out of 10 (laughs) <laughs> and it was like only a few people in the year ever got that and I was so proud I've held it was for the rats of them and I've held on to that my whole life I was like oh, I got 11 out of 10 from my report. Sorry. exceeds exceeds expectations <laughs> yeah. is the shame this feeling around the ribs or is the shame coming up somewhere else in the body the shame is like a shell like okay. in front around okay let's just focus on the shame and see what comes up so going to the side of the hand taking a few grounding breaths in and letting it go all of this shame i feel all of this shame that i feel feels like a shell of shame feels like a shell of shame because we've bought an apartment and it's not a house because we've bought an apartment and it's not a house makes me want to avoid people makes me want to avoid people acknowledging this now acknowledging this now love and accept myself anyway i love and accept myself anyway even though i'm feeling all of this shame even though i'm feeling all of this shame because we've bought an apartment because we've bought an apartment it's not a house it's not a house there's going to be people and noise it's going to be people and noise i've been thinking about this a lot i've been thinking about this a lot but it's safe for me to let this go now. But it's safe for me to let this go now. And I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. Even though I've been feeling this shame. 
even though I've been feeling the shame. Maybe it's creating some stress. Maybe it's creating some stress. I just want to avoid the people. I just want to avoid the people. I'm worried about all the noise. I'm worried about all the noise. I'm acknowledging all of these things now. Acknowledging all of these things now. And I love and accept myself anyway. And I love and accept myself anyway. Good. Moving to the top of the head. All of this shame. All of this shame. Eyebrow point feels like a shell. Feels like a shell. Side of the eye. The shame is so strong. The shame is so strong. Under the eye. The shame about buying an apartment. The shame about buying an apartment. Under the nose. It should have been a house. It should have been a house. Under the mouth. Part of me knows. Part of me knows. That I worked really hard for this. That I worked really hard for this. Collarbone point that we worked really hard for this. I was about to say, <laughs> can we say that? <laughs> that we worked really hard for this? But I'm still feeling all this shame. But I'm still feeling all this shame. This shell of shame. This shell of shame. All of this shame I'm carrying. All of this shame I'm carrying. Maybe this shame is creating this stress. Maybe this shame is creating this stress. All of this worry. All of this worry. All of this is our choice. All of this is our choice. But part of me has been feeling this shame. But part of me has been feeling this shame. Under the arm. I'm acknowledging all of this shame now. Acknowledging all of this shame now. Onto the ribs. This shell of shame around this, me. This shell of shame around me. Take a deep breath in. And letting it go. Good. Gently stop tapping for a moment. Just a quick check in. Mm. What's the shame now out of 10 um so it's re- it's gone to like almost nothing and what i saw what i feel is like that shell has like opened mm-hmm. so it's not that the shell's fully gone but it's like not an imposition anymore and it's not like a block mm-hmm. yeah and i actually feel more excited now about even just walking into the building okay yeah cool so no so the shame has shifted yeah and the sensation, the sorry, not the sensation, the thoughts you were having about too many people and what about this and what about that? What is coming up now um, around any of that stuff? It's almost like I know. And it's like saying that Nick said, he's like, yeah, there might, there might be people who like we don't get along with as well, but like it's not a, it won't be a problem. Mm-hmm. So I almost see it as like I don't feel so like very quickly. I don't feel um, as in like that shifted so quickly. I don't feel. Um, like triggered by the thought of oh there might be people who are like busybodies or mm-hmm. um, yeah. and what about people thinking you're the noisy family um I, yeah part of me is like I don't really care like sometimes I care for me because I'm like shh <laughs> 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 but I'm like I'll just close the balcony window <laughs> Tuning back into the body, maybe closing down the eyes just for a moment and imagining that it's moving day or that you've just moved in or what have you. Yeah. Any lingering stress or anything that needs to be cleared or do you feel ready to move into some positive intentions around the new apartment? Yeah, actually, like when you said, I just feel so excited to move in actually. So I'm doing a lot of stress. Yeah. Okay. And how do you want to feel on that first night when you've moved in? Um, I want to feel really like I want to feel really calm like excited but calm Mm -hmm. and like proud beautiful well let's just do some tapping to ground that in and we'll okay close our actually grounded is a good word as well because it did have this thing also like I'd be so high how am I going to feel grounded in a high (laughs) apartment (laughs) ah interesting yeah Okay. I've never lived so high up. No, I have. We lived high up in our first place with the lift, but it wasn't for long. Yeah. I don't feel stressed about it. It was just when you said ground, I'm like, yeah, I'd like to feel really grounded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. So going to the side of the hand just for one setup statement. I've released all of this shame. I've released all of this shame. All of this stress and worry. All of this stress and worry. I'm excited to move into this home. I'm excited to move into this home. And I love and accept myself. And I love and accept myself. Good. Top of the head, feeling really calm. Feeling really calm. 
eyebrow point, feeling really grounded. Feeling really grounded. Side of the eye, I can picture myself walking through the door. I can picture myself walking through the door. Under the eye, and I feel this immense sense of pride. I feel this immense sense of pride. Under the nose, because we've worked so hard for this. Because we've worked so hard for this. Under the mouth, and now it's finally ours. And now it's finally ours. Collarbone point, feeling so grounded. Feeling so grounded. So calm and excited. So calm and excited. It's safe for me. It's safe for me. To live here. To live here. Under the arms. I was going to say something else, but I couldn't think of it. No, I quite just like that. (laughs) It's safe for me to live here. (laughs) Feeling proud. Feeling proud. Onto the ribs. I'm grounded and centered. I'm grounded and centered. Taking a deep breath in. And letting it go. Good. Cool. How are you feeling now? Really good. Amazing. Really good. Anything else coming up around that? Nope. Uh, so I just pulled your card. And it's from the Work Your Light deck. I pulled you the Priestess card. Ooh. Which I actually haven't seen before. Ooh. So that's cool. And it says, how are you being called to step up and lead? And it says, the priestess is a teacher dedicated to service, freedom and leadership. You don't need to have it all, sorry, all together to lead. In fact, it helps if you don't. No one wants a perfect angel who hasn't made any mistakes. Let your life be your message. Don't underestimate the power of sharing your story. It's by hearing someone else's journey that we feel less alone. We realize that we're actually all in this thing called life together. Your tribe are longing for exactly the same thing as you were and are and might only be one step behind you. They may even be right alongside you. You don't need anyone's permission, just the courage to stand up, embrace your struggles, the peaks, the troughs. You don't need to know the way, just believe that there might be a different one. Your tribe is waiting for you. Step forward so they can find you. I love that. Yay. Beautiful. (sighs) Well, thank you so much for joining here, joining here, joining me here. Thank you for having me and all that's happening. I feel so like calm and clear and my head's hot, which I know it always is when I've like shifted stuff. Yes. Up through my head. <clears throat> Amazing. Yeah. Well, same advice for any energy work, drink lots of water, get some rest. Always nice to do some journaling as well yeah. after you've released. Yeah. But thanks so much. Thank you. hope you enjoyed that session as much as I did it was so wonderful to help Cassie in clearing that that those things that have been really weighing on her mind and you know I find it so interesting that EFT can really help to support so many little niggly things that cause us sometimes tremendous anxiety and have a real impact on our lives but we can feel really stuck in these patterns and yeah I just think that session was the a beautiful demonstration of that So you'll be pleased to know that I did check in with Cassie after our session just to see how she was going. And she let me know that on the night of our session, there was absolutely zero midnight anxiety that came up. There was a few kind of things with um, her digestion where there was maybe a little twinge, but there was no um, attachment to that. And she even described that it was like the intensity of those twinges and those things that she felt so connected to before had kind of turned down a notch and she'd really been able to relax and unwind properly without feeling anxious about getting sick in the night and also when it came to moving home same thing when she was thinking about moving into the next place into the new house that they've bought it was less of a feeling of anxiety around all these things around the neighbors and what it's going to look like and Instead, she had a bit of a reframe around what it's going to feel like when they're in the home, um, you know, looking at decorating and really enjoying the renovation process that they're going through at the moment. So, yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled that we were able to move through so much in that session. And I hope that you enjoyed being a part of it and listening in. If you would like to connect with Cassie, she is an incredible business coach. She really weaves in so much beautiful work around beliefs and body work and energy work. And yeah, she's absolutely amazing at what she does. So if you're someone with a business and would love to get some more support that is really aligned and soft and gentle, but 
no less powerful. I would encourage you to connect with Cassie. You can find her on Instagram. Her Instagram is at Cassie Mendoza Jones. You can also find her via her website, which I've linked in the show notes. And of course, if you'd like to connect with me, come over and say hello on Instagram. My Instagram is at Erin Lashley. I've also linked my website in the show notes as well. If you would like to connect about private EFT sessions, if you're interested in joining Connect and Clear the Membership, um, where we run monthly, uh, sorry, fortnightly tapping circles um, to a month. They are beautiful experiences, a wonderful way for you to um, practice tapping really regularly. And I've got a whole bunch of courses and extra resources in there as well. So you'll be busy for days when you join, <laughs> um, but I would love to see you in there. Um, I've also got a beautiful freebie for you, which is the Let It Go Tapping Kit. In the tapping kit, you'll find a couple of meditations to help you start your day and end your day with some beautiful EFT and uh, a couple of other little bits and pieces in there as well for you. So I'd encourage you to follow the links in my bio or the show notes, I should say, download those um, and get tapping because this tool is so powerful, so transformative, and you're really going to love integrating it more into your daily life. Thanks so much for joining me in the healing space today. It's been such a delight to have you here. Please take care of yourself, drink lots of water, and I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.